seems to me there are two kinds of kids walking in this building. Stoop kids, corner kids. Excuse me? No, stoop kids. They're the ones that stay on the front steps when the parents tell them. The others go down to the corners. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Stoop Kids Podcast. You're kicking it with Kai. It's your boy, Ralphie. And it's G. And this is part eight of our Sick Flick series. This week, we decided to review the 2002 sci-fi thriller, Minority Report, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Tom Cruise. Gentlemen, how'd you, how'd you guys feel about this movie? This is, this is, I feel like this is kind of like one of those cool little throwbacks, because I feel like it's very underrated. It's an underrated movie, man. When you talk about, you know, Spielberg movies, this kind of doesn't get mentioned that often. I feel like, because it doesn't feel like a Spielberg movie, you know what I mean? I feel like this was really outside of his wheelhouse. Like, he was more of like, you know, he either did like whimsical stuff or he did like war movies. Like, I think this might have been like one of his, no, no, never mind. Let me take that back. Because I was going to say sci-fi, but he had just came off of uh, AI, artificial intelligence. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I'll take it back. And I felt like, to me, even though, and I probably, this probably adds to the fact because Tom Cruise is in it, but it felt like a precursor to War of the Worlds because it shot almost very similar. Yes, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, this kind of feels like a prototype for, for, for War of the Worlds. Right, it's like the cinematography is almost the same, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, G? Um, I mean, I, honestly, I thought it was dope, the whole concept with, um, you know, preventing crime through, you know, forecasting the future you know I, I thought it was dope and hey you know it gave dc a good six years yeah <laughs> was it six or was it yeah it was six it was six um i do have to shout out the uh the story that this was based on um the minority report written by philip k dick who if you guys didn't know also oh. that's his name bro um if you guys didn't know he also wrote the story do androids dream of electric sleep which ended up becoming blade runner blade runner yep and he also wrote Total Recall as well, which was another one of his shorts. It was was one, another one of his novels, too. So this guy is like a sci-fi, like, genius. Okay. He's like the Stephen King of sci-fi, basically. I'll show you. And, like, I have to give it up to him because, you know, like, the whole concept of, you know, pre-crime and, and the future and all that, like, that's, that's such a cool thing to explore. And it's hard to do, too, without being convoluted and, and, and you know, just making an asshole of yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the whole concept of grass around. So, honestly, I, I thought it was cool, and I thought it was well done, you know? Yeah. It, the, the thing, like, I, what I'm actually starting to see, like, in a lot of his works, he deals with a lot of, you know, fate, like, that, like the whole idea of fate and, like, destiny and stuff. So I'm starting to see that now in Free Will, because it's like, this is a, this is three movies now based off of his works that are very, like, do you have free will, or is, or is everything already determined? You know what I mean? Because, like, that's what Blade Runner was about. It's all about what it is to be human and do you have free will and what do you do when your time's up and, and shit like that. So right. I think that's what also attracts a lot of big talent and big names to like his work. So I just wanted to shout him out. Definitely. No, for I sure. Did, do you think? But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but let's get into the movie though, boys. Yes, um, I thought the opening sequence was like really, really dope. Mm-hmm. You're introduced to how this thing kind of works. Uh, the red ball falls out. The red ball is more of a, I forgot the word. Um, it's immediate. It's like uh, act of passion. 
Yes, the act of passion crime. So it, it happens like very shortly. So, you know, you, obviously you see Tom Cruise, uh, or John Anderson rather, uh, kind of messing around with the, the screens. Which is so cool. I love that. It is cool. Even to this day, because this film is 18 years old. Now yeah, ever about it? My man it had is. the first smart board. It that was ass. a smart board. It was, was a smart board. Oh, wait, you was talking about the gumball machine, right? When yeah. You took this the gumball machine, yeah. You see those in the laundry mess. No, nah, but even the screen, like, you know, when he's, uh, you know. Like, yeah, when, when he was getting everything together, looking at the clues, zooming in. Like, who's yeah. that guy? Was the door open? Was the door open? Can yes, I tell you yes, one thing? Yes. I could not be in charge of that shit because I would be scrambling through shit, bro. You ever try to find, like, a page of the PDF during a presentation and you can't even get that shit? I'd be dead. <laughs> every, every, everyone will be murdered under my watch. Listen, this nigga Malik, fact. Malik be the dude. Um, He'd be, he be the chief right-hand man ready to get that cake. Ready to stop, to stop his job and go get that cake. Oh, hell yeah. Tom Cruise, like, yo, go, go down to give him some cake. T- take a minute. I mean, hell I mean, yeah. was giddy, boy. <laughs> he was like, hell he yeah, I'm going to get some for myself, sir. Like, he never oh, ate yeah. cake before. <laughs> that's, that's that police cake, bro. That's a department cake. <laughs> it's that BJ's cake, man. BJ's cake is lit. I don't care anybody. Oh, nah, they got but some anyways. cheese cake. They do too. They do too. Back to the back to the movie. Back to the movie. Let's keep yes. let's keep it on track here. Uh, yeah, the opening sequence is very sus- suspenseful, and, and and I did like it. And he caught the killer just in time, within a matter of like seconds, which is like really dope. And that's a typical like Spielberg opening, man. Yeah, because you know even all the Andy Anna Jones films open up with a great sequence, so you could always count on Steven Spielberg to open up with a a really cool uh, concept sequence. Yeah, and, and, and the thing I like about it is, like, it's more than just, like, a cold open. It kind of, like, establishes, okay, this is the world, this is the main characters, this is how everything works. Because it does take me back to, like, Indiana Jones, like, where it was, like, within the first 10 minutes of that movie, it's not really relevant to the overall story, but it does sum up everything you need to know about what's going to be, like, what you're going to be seeing for the next hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a big fact. I mean, you, you know, and, and you also see, you know, the light side and the dark side of the chief, you know, right then and there. Yeah, see my man cop that time dope. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he 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 just reminiscing over his son over and over. You know, and it, and it's funny because when I'm I remember seeing this movie when it first came out, I didn't realize how I've always known just Tom Cruise, you know, from Mission Impossible, just being this action star with characters that weren't really flawed. So like now coming back and seeing this years later, I'm like, damn, this guy was really fucked up. Like he really went through a lot of shit. Like he's really a tortured character. Facts. Which is kind of weird just because, like, I've never taken Tom Cruise as being a tortured guy. You know what I mean? He's like, that's Tom Cruise. He's always smiling, just, yeah, like, yeah, life's great. Sci- Scientology, like. This is stupid. Well, he, he was kind of depressed in the Born on the Fourth of July movie. Oh, yeah, that was dark. He pa- plays a pair. Yeah, that was really dark. <laughs> but, yeah, for the, most, for the most part, he does play, like, almost a perfect, you know, character. Yeah. For sure. But uh, but yeah, so we get introduced to Max von Sydow, um, who is who who ends, it's it's like I, I always find in movies like this where you think the villain is is someone not really. It, it usually like in a movie like this, the villain's always going to be a more popular character. You don't hire Max von Sydow. Yeah, just to, like be this, a side character, you know and, what I'm saying? And, yeah, and, and and that's where I gotta say with this movie is like I've seen episodes of Scooby Doo with better reveals, like of the yeah. bad guy, just because it's like, yo, you know it's him. Mm-hmm. And then especially when they establish Colin Farrell as the antagonist so early on, it's like, all right, you know he's not really like you know he's not the one setting him because like that's the first person he goes to, and like obviously it's gonna be the rich white man with all the power. Hello, yeah, yeah. So I was and, like. 
Not and, and, it, and it reminded me of also another Tom Cruise movie, The First Mission Impossible. Yeah, when it ended up being John Voight. When it John Voight, it's like, it's almost not the same, you know, plot, but it's it's just almost the same thing. Yeah, the yeah. Guy, the, his mentor or the guy that, you know, hired him or whatever was the one that betrayed him. Yeah, yeah. all right. So if we get something, how do we feel about this movie's action sequences? Because one of the things that I really like about this movie is like, I like the fact that it's a crime thriller, it's crime noir. It feels very fugitive, but in space, I mean, not in space, mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like this movie didn't need those chase sequences. I think the whole mystery surrounding the minority report and the precogs and, and what's happening is enough to drive the story. Like the scene where he's like driving, th- like when he's running through the, uh, through the car factory and then when he jumps onto the, 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 um, the jet pack and he's like f- flying home through ceilings and shit. I'm like, yeah. it's all, it's all pretty cool. But at the same time, none of it's, it's not the stuff that's gripping me at any time. So I just want to see how y'all felt about that. I, I, I felt the same way because honestly, when I got to the first 50 minutes, it kind of got dragging to me. The mm-hmm. whole chasing, it was just like, like you, I was just waiting for the good part, you know? Yeah. I was waiting for the story. Though. You know, Exactly. I want to know about the the, 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 the federalist investigation. You know, I really want to know what's really going on. Did he plant um, memories in her head? You know, what yeah. to the missing files? You know, all that great stuff was put on hold, I feel like, because of these long-winded chase scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. And Agatha, I'm not going to lie, she was getting me tight. We had to wait for her to come, too, shaking. She was having seizures all over the floor. Bro, she's been, she's, she's, been up. she's been in a catatonic state since she was like What do you mean? <laughs> She's like eight years old when she got put so in that tube. She had like 30 seizures in the... <laughs> She's a junkie. That's, that's, I thought she, I thought she did a great job, though. Fact, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she, she, really, she was really unsettling. She, she did do a great job. And and I even... Well, I'll wait, I'll wait for the end until we, we get to that hotel scene. But Yeah. Uh, going back to the action sequence, I actually... I didn't really enjoy the jetpack scene where they're going through the house and but that was kind of cheesy. You know, yeah. the ladies who get out of my house. Like, that's obviously made for gags and stuff like that. Yeah. That kind of didn't, it didn't hit with me. But the part where they're running through the car factory, I thought that was a pretty cool I like the, action sequence. I like those, uh, like, the pulse guns that just, like, blow you backwards. Yeah, that was yeah. Cool. I thought, yeah. I thought those, I think I thought those were really cool. But you yeah. know what a good thing that scene did? Those scenes did show that, you know, how the um the officers felt about the chief, you know, they really didn't want to confront, you know, confront I thought that him, was, but at the same time he's ready to whip anybody ass. But you know what? That was a great moment where um the guy's hanging from the from the fire escape and he's like, yo, do you have a grip? Do you have a like and he wouldn't let him go until he was sure that he was okay. Mm-hmm. It's like that, like, yo, nah, I'm running from you guys, but I still you guys are my family. Like I know like it's all business. He's like, you're not about to tag me with that bum knee. You know that <laughs> <laughs> Also, the um, the tech in this movie is so cool. From the uh, from, from, from the pulse rifles to the the six stick, where like if you get zapped with it, you throw up. I'm like, yo, what is shit at in real life, bro? Crazy. The spiders. That was od. That was an od scene. I like the spiders. That's oh, well, we can get to that. But that's my favorite part of this entire movie. Um, mm-hmm. After he gets the eye surgery, uh, what's that guy's name? Peter. Even, wait, wait, muffled cut you off. Even before that, bro, how everything was just foreshadowed when um he even. With, with the whole eyes, right? When he was copping his dope in the beginning. Yeah, and the guy had, to the guy, he was like the one-eyed king, something, 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 having the eyes. Yeah. And then they talked about it one more. No, before he got the surgery, let's not even go to, before he got the surgery, when he met Shorty, uh, the, the inventor, the, the inventor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and she told him about the one eye thing. Like that whole one eye just kept foreshadowing. I was like, all right. Yeah, and, and and that like that whole fifteen minute sequence of him uh, meeting the doctor and finding out that he arrested the doctor and like you thinking the doctor's oh, gonna fuck him up, and then he's blind. He's eating the, the nasty sandwich, the and nasty. then the spiders, and then the spiders come after him. It's just like that's that's why I watched this movie. Like that was the part I was looking forward to when I put this movie. Mm-hmm. On. That's my favorite part of the film as well, man. I yeah, it's say. it's so yeah. tense. Yeah, because and then it's crazy. He they open the bandages six hours before it's supposed to be open, and he's yeah. blind. I was like, well, all right. I thought, I, mean, he, was. Cool I thought he was blind when I. I don't think so. No, I think he's he was good. I thought that's why his eyes were like like one was like redder than the other, like burnt. Well, when they first opened the eye, the the spiders like sh- shining a light through it. Yeah, but no, I, I thought towards, he, yeah, I thought that. But, I, no, no. I don't know. He has both good. I think both. Yeah, I think they're both good. Yeah. That's so. Would I I get that surgery to evade? um, Hell no. Like in the future? Absolutely not. I don't know. That that whole concept is very. I I feel like out of all the things we saw in this movie, that thing is the most. I think that retinal scanning and and, and, uh, retinal identification will be like the next thing. You know what I mean? Just Mm -hmm. like even like look look at our face. Like not face. Look at our face ID and shit like that. So yeah, we're going to be walking through the mall and be like, oh, hello, Mr. Dada. Did you enjoy welcome, welcome back. Did you enjoy the pants you bought? I don't like yeah. that. I don't like that either. I need a real person. Because imagine, well, I'm not saying I'm going to do it, but like, say you are with your side drawing or whatever, and it's like, oh, hmm. welcome back. And she's like, when the, f- excuse me? Yeah. Hey, last time. Welcome back. Let's <laughs> for a new lingerie set. You need yeah, right? <laughs> but um, all right, let me ask you guys a question. Let me ask you guys a question. How did you guys feel morally about the precogs and basically arresting someone before the crime is even committed. The fact that the whole system was flawed that a percentage when, when it came to, to the minority report, my man actually said the line, he was like, yeah. Oh my God, there's a minority report. The whole fact that there is a possibility where there can be another outcome and somebody can't make that crime. That's what really fucks it up for me because if it was a foolproof thing, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it a buck. If you arrest that person right before that moment they do it, I'm going to give it to you, you know? I think, in the, I'm, I'm I think I think in the case of the first guy we see, like, during the, the opening 10 minutes of the movie, it's like, yeah. Um, but then, like, I don't know, because I think the whole point of this entire movie was just to show, like, there's no such thing as a perfect system, and it even mirrors, like, our own criminal justice system. It's like, we have all these things in place, like, we have law, we have lawyers, we have a trial of, of our peers. There's still people throughout all that that end up going to jail and being fucking innocent. You know what I mean? So, or finessing it, you know, the other way around. So, you know, I think if you ask that question about uh, morally with the pre-crime, you have to ask yourself the moral implications of our regular justice system. It's like, it's real murky because sometimes you're going to get it right and other times you're going to get it wrong. You know yes. what I mean? Okay. And people will always get hurt, which is fucking mm-hmm. up. Okay, yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, we spoke about some things that we did like about the movie. What are some things that we did not like about this film? Because I don't think it's perfect, personally. I, yeah, I could I could tell you some. Um, for one, I love the set design. I think the the sets is very shiny, it's very futuristic. I think all that's cool. I could have done without the flying cars. Like the like I think you know in the next thirty or whatever years from now we'll still be driving right. Maybe not uh, gas vehicles, but I didn't like the fact because that that would involve all new like architecture and infrastructure and I agree. Like, cities would be. I was like ah for twenty fifty four. I don't see it. I could have used done without that. But then outside of that, you know, tone, 
I think that was the biggest distraction because at the same time, it was like, I could tell that Steven Spielberg wanted to make a, a darker film, a much more gritty, gritty film. But at the same time, he also still wanted to do the, Sp the Spielberg-isms. Like he wanted to make this whimsical movie that has a little, that has a sense of adventure and humor and action and spectacle. And it's like, I don't know, I think he should have leaned towards either one or the other. Cause this feels like, this feels like if he was trying to make seven and Indiana Jones in the same movie, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause yeah, there's yeah. a lot of, cause, cause there's, so, there's so many dark introspective moments that are full of emotion. And then they kind of get sidelined by like some humor. And it's like, it's yeah. kind of distracting sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I wish you would have kind of just picked a side. Pick a side. Nah, I feel you on that, bro. Um, for, for me, um, I, I said it before, it's the whole, you know, the chasings. Honestly, once we got to the point where we knew um, Chief Anderson, you know, was going to kill the person, I felt like for a long time we knew about this hotel and it just took so very long for him to get these pieces together. Yeah, mm -hmm. I th the, the movie could have been shorter also. Yeah. Yeah, yo. When I first turned on in Netflix, it said two hours and twenty five minutes. I was like, "What?" They could have cut. They could have cut like twenty minutes out this movie. It don't gotta be this long. Um, the part that bothered me the most, I think, about this film, um, is like a, a choice by John Anderton. He's 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 just went, ran through the mall with the uh, with Agatha, mm -hmm. who has mm -hmm. psychic abilities, and she proved it constantly throughout that chase sequence. You know, grab the umbrella. Drop the coin. I, I love oh. that. I love that chase sequence. By the way, that's yeah, my that's favorite a, one. Yeah. And that's a cool. And that's a really cool sequence. I'm not saying it's not. Um, he but knows. That, don't go home. That was <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And and all that shows that Agatha is like on point. You should listen to her, right? We walk. We run by the hotel. She looks up. He sees the billboard with the the, the guy with the glasses on it, and he's like, "Oh, that's the guy." That's the third guy in the, you know, in the murder sequence. Yeah. Let me go into that building. Oh, Leo, uh, what's his name? Leo, Crow. Leon Crow, Leo Crow. Oh, he's in this. Let me go to his room. And she's telling him, like, yo, bro, yeah. don't go up there. And what he do? Because if anything, all he had to do was chill out and wait until time ran out and then go. Because now history is technically altered. Right. Or so. just not even bother to go up there. Because like he, he already said, I have no idea who this person is. Don't open that can of worms don't go up there and then by the time it's done they can't even arrest you yeah that's yeah but it wouldn't be a movie no uh, yes i for the for the movie yes he has to go up there and, and investigate but I, you know, I, I who this person is but that bothered me can i tell you my my character issue that i had colin farrell is a fucking idiot because he he's putting all these pieces together and then you alone are going to go and talk to the head evil nigga like even if even if you don't know he's evil or whatever, you don't go and dispose all that to him. You go to your lieutenant or whoever, and you you get. I was wondering why he was doing that. Like, why was he working with him? Right. He's, I thought he was the auditor. Yeah, so I don't get why you're sitting here put, putting, because I don't have a problem with him putting all the pieces together. I think that's a really cool moment and a cool reveal, and it's very creative. But him, for him to just spell it out just so that he can help be uh, a part of Max von Sydow's plan to now implicate John in, two, in another murder, it's just like, all right. So this guy's really good, gonna spell out his plan to everybody. Right, right. Yeah. And it's like, it, only two people are really in charge of, you know, the, the precogs. It was John, who obviously didn't mess around with it. So who else is it gonna be but the chief, the other chief? And then, can I, can I also tell you another, like, made me throw my arms in the air? When the fucking wife does it too. She lets him know that, that she knows. And it's so, it's like, yo, all right, he can't, 
and and I get why they do this because like now he can't kill her because the precogs are back in place or whatever. But it's like I think what made one of the like the best things about the opening um, seasons of Game of Thrones was kind of like characters were smart and they would give the audience cues without giving other characters in the room cues. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would have been so cool. It was like where he brings up the fact that she drowned, even though she never told him that she just does a little look like to let the audience know that, Hmm, that was, yes. and it doesn't say anything. And it's like, no, yeah. if you're an audience member, you will be rewarded for watching and paying attention to that scene. She doesn't have to go. I never said she drowned. Hey, I know it's you now. He would obviously have her like stalked or whatever in, you know, taken in the back. And he didn't try to kill her right there, did he? No, he could he couldn't because no. the precogs would have seen precogs, her. yeah. Man, I would have had somebody murk her quickly. This, hello. <laughs> ASAP. Hello. Also, um, it's also bullshit. The second that John Anderton, sorry, Steven Spielberg, we love you, but this is a little little fun to pick. Uh the second that Steve, uh that John Anderton was um suspected of murder. They're immediately erasing his name from all the locked, all the uh, the police database. Facts. How would he's not he gonna sign be able to, in? He's not going to be able to sign in. It's like I, I always thought that too. How can bro, you, you sign back in? You ever quit your job or like get fired and try to like? Them niggas click your shit in the next immediately five minutes. Like, immediately, your key card does not work anymore. You can he, yeah, your email access is revoked. His his eyes wouldn't have been able to get get back into the police department. It was cool, but he should have found another way in. And the fact that it was just one, like one eye, not even both eyes. Oh, yeah. That was gross, though. Oh, why the fuck would you be, like, trying to shake your, like, a bag of eyes out of the plastic? Reach in the bag and go grab the eyes. I'm trying to get the mini muffins. Yeah. (laughs) And then he go chasing after. (laughs) That's gross. That was gross. But see, like, that was, like, that's, like, the silly, that's the silly Steven Spielberg. Because that was, to me, that's something out of Indiana Jones. Like, he dropped something and has to catch it at the last moment. Yes, yes. You know who I would have loved to direct this movie, actually? Um, outside of Ridley Scott, because I think that would be obvious, you know. Um, David Fincher. This feels like a very David Fincher-esque film. Like, just the fact of the whodunit, the murder, um, just the dark elements to it. I think, I think he would have did a really good job with this as well. No, I, I, I totally agree. I think David Fincher. Because even, like, with all the rain going on. like Yeah, yeah, it's always it's raining. David Fincher. <laughs> it's David Fincher. And how do we feel about the ending overall of this film? I think it's clean. Yeah, this was good ending. There's a lot of people that twists. There's a lot of people that don't like it. I was reading up that um, a lot of people think that it's just too clean. It just wraps up too well. Like they thought the movie was dark and it should have had a darker ending. Like a lot of people were suggesting there was this theory run around that everything that we see after John getting arrested is all like a figment of his imagination while in the prison. Mm. like him getting caught and everything that's all happening in his head because he knows because mm. he knows the truth so that's what his, that's what his mind would create which i think is too dark i think i don't think steven spielberg would, yeah he don't want everybody going home that way yeah that would have been crazy though this this man just came off of uh schindler's list and saving private ryan i think he was like let me, let me let y'all rock for a little bit no, nah, but right. I, I like that. I like it was it was a good ending you know i like because honestly at the end of the day the, the the guy you know who invented the whole precogs he understood that okay it's, if I stay alive my yeah. whole dynasty is he fucked <laughs> and I'm fucked at the same time so I have and, to kill myself and I love the fact that he was the one to break the system like he was the one to like yo I have a choice to make I'm gonna make this choice mm-hmm. also but I do think that was a little cheap because if you're gonna shoot yourself you're not gonna shoot yourself in the fucking gut where it's gonna hurt 
and you right. might bleed and, out. And you don't, you don't, you don't die immediately like that, like, bro. He, he, he would have shot himself in the head. They did that because they wanted to like make us think he shot him for a second. Who the fuck yeah, shoots himself you, in? The, and Spielberg, died, up to that point, had done that about ten times. In his he, movie. Yeah, he did. The, the oh, you think the good guy's getting shot, but it's really the bad guy. Yeah, he's getting old, man. It's definitely getting old, but I, I I wondered why didn't the why can't the precog see suicide? It's I still death. They 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 explained it. They said it's something about murder. Like it's like this instinctual thing about murder. That, but still, suicide is still an instinctual a big thing, thing too. though. Yeah. No, I know. But they they do put they did ask that because they were like, oh, what about assaults or suicides? And they said, you know, there's something about the instinctual aspect of murder. Oh and yeah, yeah, exactly. They, yeah, they explained yeah. it. Either they say the fact that the act to murder another person is more like visceral or something like that. Exactly. It, it causes like the response you get is more stronger than suicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I got to give this movie a lot, a lot of credit for. Um, they did a really good job with the exposition. And I felt like there weren't a lot of, I didn't have a lot of questions coming out of the movie. You know what I mean? Like outside of the like little minor, and they're not plot holes. You know what I mean? They're just kind of, they're, they're, they're nitpicks. But outside of that, I wasn't left questioning, oh, but what about this? What about that? It was like, for every question they set up, they kind of answered it, like, very quickly. And I was like, okay, cool. Which is funny, because this movie's called Minority Report, but a Minority Report had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Yo, that's what I thought. I'm like, wait, so there was no actual... There was no Minority so, Report. So why is this film uh, called Cause, Minority Report? Because it's a cool name, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> it is a cool name. But when you the, so even he says in the movies, wait. So where's the Minority Report? There is no <laughs> because 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 the real plot device was the whole concept of the Echo, and it's like you're yes. not gonna call this movie Echo because that sounds boring. Mm-hmm. Od, I, I, like I wouldn't go see Echo. Movie. Yeah, I wouldn't see Echo. That's and Echo is Minority Report. <laughs> nah, but yeah, man. Um, in my opinion, this is another W for Steven Spielberg. I think oh, absolutely. It goes without saying, he's one of the greatest directors of all time. Um. And also, you know, Tom Cruise, man. I, Tom Cruise is, I think, one of the greatest, you know, biggest stars that we have. But now it's like, and I'm not complaining, I kind of feel like he only does Mission Impossible movies. I want him to get out there and start, you know, doing movies like this again. You know, like these high concept films. Like, I think one of his last great ones that a lot of people don't talk about that much is Edge of Tomorrow, which was a real fun movie. Oh, Tom Cruise? Yeah, yeah, yeah Tom Cruise. Okay, 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 okay. So I want, I want him to get out there and start because he's doing this new space movie with Elon Musk. I don't know, but with Elon Musk, really? Yeah, he's shooting oh. it. In, he's shooting it in space, though. Like, oh, that's cool. At the that's International lit. Space Station. That's what. How, how do you pronounce Elon Musk's um, daughter name? This is his son. I don't fucking know. Oh, 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 that's his son. It's not the daughter. Yeah, I forgot. He he explained it. I I, I watched it on the Joe Rogan podcast, but I can't remember. Okay. Nah, man, but yeah, this this was a real good choice. I liked it. We did have some feedback, though, so if you guys want to talk for a second while I pull that up, you know, talk your shit. Um, gee, with Steven Spielberg, how did you feel about his last couple movies? You asking the wrong man. You bugging <laughs> out right now. You bugging out right now. I actually oh, haven't, I haven't seen a Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg movie in a minute, either. I missed The Post. I missed, um, what's the one before that, War Horse? I love Ready Player One. I didn't. I didn't see that one. I missed that one too. Yeah, I didn't see that one. So within this decade, we got Adventures of Tintin. Didn't see it. War Horse. Didn't see it. Lincoln is good. Uh, Bridge of Spies. BFG. The Post. And Ready Player One was his last uh, three. Damn, I haven't seen, seen any of them. You haven't seen Ready Player One? Nah, nah. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. I'll check it out. 
Um, and someone that enjoys like video games. Which one is that about? Um, roughly like when the people are in jail and they try to fight for their freedom. What? Oh, I don't know what movie that is. But I'm talking about. You think about like Game Over or some shit like that? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he goes into a a character goes into like the virtual reality. Um, called the Oasis. Called yes, yeah. There we go. I almost forgot myself. Yeah, called the Oasis. It's based on a book again, like um, like uh, Minority Report is. But um, just watch it, man. It's really good. Ready Player One. Yeah, I've been meaning to check it out. And Lincoln, right. obviously, and I think that's on Netflix too. So you guys can watch that. Yeah. All right. So we got something from our boy Javier. He said, "Yo, what's, what's good, guys? Hope you guys are doing well. Your podcast has been helping a lot during this quarantine. Appreciate it. But I wanted mm. to know if you guys could re- could review the movie Uncut Gems. I recently saw it, and it's fire. And I think it's Sandler's best work. Stay safe. I have no problem reviewing that movie. I fucking love that movie. It's a good movie. It is on solid movie." Now. Solid I'm going to stay yeah. dangerous, you feel me? But I, I watch it, you know? So if we do want to get around to doing that, or if we end up getting back to our regular podcast format, we could definitely we'll definitely still talk about it to bring it up. Because there's a lot of word on the street, guys, that we haven't, you know, talked about. OD, and I got a, I got a lot of stuff to put, put Cause I don't know, Because I don't know if you guys heard, but that's, that, that Snyder Cut is coming of Justice League, Ooh. HBO Max. I'm actually kind of excited for it. I'm not excited. I'm very interested. Nah, yeah, excited like. it. I'm not excited for it. I'm not excited for it. No, I, I still think it's going to be garbage. If it's not, I will be surprised. And well, I like this. The, is my, this is my question, though. Let's say you it's think not twenty garbage. minutes going to change the movie. You think twenty it's minutes? It's not twenty minutes. No, it's like, like a four-hour movie. No, and it's also recut. Like it's like completely recut, rewritten, and everything. Like oh, it's like, really? It's like a new movie. It's a, it's, yeah, it's, it's a new movie basically, and they put thirty well, million dollars into finishing it. My question is this: If this movie <laughs> is get really, like one. if this movie is like actually critically pretty good and uh, successful as far as like streams they get, do we get a part two with like the we, di- like? How does that work? We do. I hundred percent think we do. Just I without think, Ben Affleck, if they um, put all that money into it. Yeah. Okay. So this is what I think happens. I think that we get a Justice League two. We get Man of Steel two fast track. Yes. And they put Zack Snyder back in the reins as long as he wants it. And I think that they t- and I think and I think that they'll have two Batmans running co- concurrently. Really? Now, it, I, I, that's actually not a terrible idea. But on the flip side, this movie is shitty. It, oh, it's <laughs> but Zack Snyder is clipped. <laughs> but if you if you've noticed, they're kind of they're kind of you know soft rebooting the DC universe anyway. Yeah, yeah, they are. Like Wonder Woman's barely connected. Like they don't reference Justice League at all. Aquaman did the same thing, mm-hmm. and we're getting a new Batman. So I mean, regardless, WB is not in a position to lose. I like this, man. I, I'm looking forward to this movie. I'm interested. We can talk about it I'm more in the, the next actual podcast we have. Yeah, yeah. Where is it, where, where is it coming out on? Uh, HBO it, Max. So I'm going to need somebody to get an account so I can use your I own. got you. Facts. You already know I'm on it, bro. Yeah, yo, so swing that. Swing but that. But it's not until it's, it's not 2021. You can swing that now, though, just to prepare us. You feel me? No, I didn't get it yet. Is it out yet? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think it launched today. Right, I'll wait a couple days before I do it. But yeah, I'm going to get it. I got you, G. Oh, matter of fact, we'll... Fuck that. We need to just, when it drops, we all just, you know, get some beers. We just watch that shit. Water for me. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Water for you. <laughs> about to put some um some Molly or Alfie water. Let's yeah. not. That's fucked up. Have himself a good movie. <laughs> hey, yo, I'm not trying to be, <laughs> yeah, not trying to be around <laughs> hey, yo, on Molly. All right, on that note, we got to go. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't gonna be now one girl in that basement. <laughs> My man Ralphie gonna be sweating watching the man is still fly across the. 
right, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. All right, man. On that note, the streetlights just came on. I hope you guys enjoyed this pod. Uh, if you have any more Netflix recommendations, even if we go back to our old format, we love movies. So if you guys have recommendations, if you want us to watch something, we'll definitely watch it. We'll talk about it on the podcast, um, even when we stop doing this whole quarantine thing. But, yeah, I just hope everyone's being safe. And, you know, stay up. I'm Kai. It's your boy, Ralphie. And it's G. And we'll potentially see you on the stoop next week. Peace. Later. Wear your mask. What do you mean? We're not going to die.